Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Johnny, and we are here to recap a White Sox winner, 6-3 to three over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Before we do that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, check out Grandstand. If you're by the ballpark, you and go to Grandstand for all your White Sox gear or follow them on socials at Grandstand Sox or visit GrandstandSox.com for any White Sox or Chicago sports gear you may need. Johnny, we didn't do a show last night because we were living the sweet life of the on tap boys. So how are you doing, man? I haven't Dude, seen you in like 24 hours. Now. Yeah, I know. Buzz. Yeah. We brought home a winner last night. It was good. Sweet life was fun. First time I'd ever been up there. So it was a really cool experience. I'm sure we'll talk about that more extended on Sunday fun day, but yeah, overall result of the game was good. Saw a couple bombs there. Stuffed my face with food. Obviously we drank a lot of beers. That's given. So yeah, great times last night doing well after a little mini sweep. I was looking for a mini broom tonight, buzz, you know, just a little handheld one, but I could, I couldn't find it in time. So uh, maybe I'll have to bring that out later, but hopefully we're doing a, a regular sweep of the Royals this weekend then. Oh yeah. And that's definitely going to happen. No, the sweet life was cool last night. The limo ride was super sweet. Like you said, we'll get into the nitty gritty on the Sunday fun day. Talk about all of it. So be sure you tune into that. I wish I can give you a time, but we just kind of do it whenever we feel like it. So <laughs> just like you know, whatever, but yeah. So uh, Johnny tonight's game, uh, Sox win six to three, but before all of that t- took place, ton of roster moves, man. Ton of roster moves. We see our guy Tim Anderson go on the IL with the left hamstring strain. Now I'm not too concerned about it because I feel mm-hmm. like everybody was kind of downplaying it. By everybody, I mean like Tim himself, um, Tony Larusa. They were just wanting his legs to be rested. But I, I mean, can you say that on the? I mean, you don't need a formal statement for the IL, do you? Is, 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 or does this just look more professional? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think they, they said technically left hamstring strain and before they were just calling it soreness is what he was day to day with. So the strangest, the only thing that makes me concerned is that, uh, we saw what hamstring strains did, um, for Nick Madrigal and also obviously Adam Engel multiple times this year. So that's the only thing that worries me a little bit, but at the same time, uh, Timmy was kind of off and he was, you know, was on, had a really great game and then was off for a few days and then came back and was back for a little bit of short period. And you saw him get uh, substitute out of game. So the fact that he was able to, you know, play enough on it, I don't think it's as severe as something like angles where obviously he's seen multiple stints now on the IL uh, with various hamstring issues. So overall, I'm not too concerned. Um, if we do get into 
issue, I would say maybe like third week of September and we're still waiting around like what what's the deal and haven't heard you know, the words kind of mum on him, then I'll be more concerned. But right now, I don't think there's that much to worry about with Tim Anderson. Yeah, I mean, he's saw the straw that stirs this drink, as Steve likes to say. And I mean, I, you know, I hope nothing it's nothing serious. I don't think it is. Uh, hopefully he can come back, get back to normal, get back to what he does, kick some ass, take some names and do his thing. So then we get Matt Foster back. This guy's been optioned quite a few times this year. I mean, you know, again, we loved him in 2020, thought he was going to be a staple of this bullpen. Didn't turn out to be that way is what it is. I know our guy, Bruhan Luke, gets Billy Hamilton back. That's his guy. If you if you didn't know, he loves he loves himself yeah. and Billy Hamilton. So we get good him the, back. Good good clubhouse ad there. Billy's probably not. You know, he'll play here and there, and obviously they're going to spot some guys some days. So it'll be good right. to get guys some rest with Billy Hamilton back. But I think the clubhouse energy is mainly what he brings. Like you saw the GoPro video that he's doing at Field of Dreams game. He's always hyping the guys up in the dugout. So that, that's a good, definitely a clubhouse chemistry ad back in the mix. Absolutely, and then you get uh, y- you lose probably the most dynamic guy. In the clubhouse, oh, Jay Clam. Jay Clam. Force him, out, force him out for Jay Clam. Hey, it was a good run while it lasted. He put, you know, early on in the season, you know, when the White Sox had all these injuries, when both Eloy Robert were out, um, you know, various times, Adam Engel was out for a while. Jay Clam stepped up uh, big time in, in like the kind of late, like May to early June, I would say, period. And that was probably his best stretch. And if he had a similar one like this, I don't, I think he probably still would have uh, maintained the spot on the roster. But unfortunately for him, a little cold in August, uh, that puts him uh, in the spot here. Kind of knew it's going to be one of those guys. Whereas, uh, you know, before uh, it came up and he became like kind of like a, you know, occasional stud, Brian Goodwin could have been in that camp as well for potential. But obviously he's played to the potential um, of being worthy of staying on the roster. So unfortunately, Jake Clam, uh, what have you done for me lately? And unfortunately, not too hot lately. So, right. It's DFA'd. <laughs> Yeah, you know what was crazy, though? What he came in to do was he did that and then some 100 WRC plus and 131 plate appearances this year. That was actually tweeted by Beef Loaf. I had that in our article on ontapsportsnet.com as well today uh, when, uh, on the Roster Moves article. You know, I mean, he came in, he did his job, and I think this is a really great problem to have. I feel bad for, for Jay Clam, for sure. Uh, you know, Rake Lamb. People are probably like, why the fuck are they saying his name so weird? <laughs> you know, like, well, it's either Jay Clam or right. Rake Lamb. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the two. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it was just, uh, you know, it, it was a good problem for the Sox to have to be able to make a decision like this first and foremost with with, with what they have currently constructed with the roster. Yeah. Sucks for Jake, but he came in, he did his thing, and it is what it is at this point. So another uh, call up today was... Rami Gonzalez, mm-hmm. uh, and he has been fucking killing it in between Birmingham and Charlotte this year. You know, he's got like a 275 average, 23 dingers, driven in like 57. I don't have this shit pulled up in front of me. I'm just kind of going off the article I wrote earlier. And I mean, he's, you know, he's doing some work down there. So he's getting his first cup of coffee. I'm curious to when we see him, Johnny. Yeah, uh, I, I believe uh, Tony Larusa did say when they were getting a lefty matchup over the weekend in KC uh, is when they were trying to uh, work him into the lineup there. So it'll be interesting to see, but obviously also kind of a calculated positional move buzz. They knew that Anderson was probably going to go on the IL. So then you get a guy who can play more middle infield, whereas Jake Lamb obviously was only playing corner and uh, ma- mainly outfield during his time with the White Sox. So uh, right. Rami gives you the option up the middle more. 
Right, absolutely, absolutely. And then I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Tony on taps guy, Gavin Sheets coming back. He uh, he's recalled today. He comes up, Johnny. He he starts yeah. at DH tonight. Buzz, I think this is just the perfect transition into the game. That that about yeah. does it for the roster moves. Other than that, you know, Giolito will miss at least a start. We can get into that later uh, on later shows. We're going to reevaluate him Friday. But the, this spot that you brought up here, Gavin Sheets comes up. We talk about Jake Lamb uh, getting the DFA today. But guess what? A left-handed bat that's even more impactful is proven to be uh, is Gavin Sheets, who came up. We'll put it up here one more time for Tony. I love Gavin Sheets. What does he do today? Comes up, hits two bombs. Uh, one of them, a huge variety uh, in run production-wise in the three-run shot, and then another one a solo shot will insurance blast uh, late in the game. So th- those were huge, obviously making his immediate impact um, leaving off uh, right, right where he left off uh, when he, uh, you know, excuse me, picking up right where he left off uh, when he was sent down uh, before. So, yeah. And that's absolutely amazing because as I was doing the article today over there, I keep referencing that and you can find that at on um, I was looking at everything, you know, with, um, with Gavin Sheets and I'm like, Oh wow. You know, he had just under a hundred plate appearances when he was sent down the first time. Right. So after today he had what four at bats, was it? I think he went, he had four at bats today. Um, and in those four at bats, you know, he, he, he hits two home runs, Johnny, this guy in 102 at bats on the year, Johnny has, has fucking eight home runs, man. You know, I mean, I, I like the kid. Good left-handed power bat. They were talking him up real good on the broadcast. You know, Steve Stone, Ozzy Guillen, Jason Benetti. You know, I'm a, I really dig it. So, you know, I'm glad he's back. I like to see him in the lineup. I like to see his left-handed power bat because I think it was something the Sox desperately needed. Yeah, and it's huge, and it's funny. You know, you talk about that. Yeah, I think he had it was four, uh, three technically at bats, four plate appearances. So, um, but he, you know, obviously does his damage in there with the two home runs. So he's hitting eighth in this lineup tonight. That, that's a, you know, you're immediately going to see him shoot up. I guarantee if he's in uh, next game when we play Kansas City. Uh, obviously, got to play the matchups a little bit with him because uh, the he's still looking for his first hit uh, against the lefty this year, as they referenced on the broadcast. So uh, we'll be interested in seeing that. But against righties, absolutely huge lefty power bat to have in there, and you saw it in full force tonight uh very impactful obviously the three-run shot um if we're just getting going here uh in the bottom of the fourth uh that, that was huge and i think um you know people are gonna look over this buzz but uh larry garcia extending this inning here because uh grandel walked with one out and then goodwin flew out so it could easily be a bow out of this inning we talked about you know getting stuff done with two outs uh larry singles though to keep it alive for gavin in the eight hole there and he comes up gets it just into the bullpen in right field but hey that was enough. And that hey, home Sox runs a home run, man. Yeah. That you puts Sox up 3-0. Efficiency, baby. I am so I, – I tweeted this out, Johnny. I'm so sick of the fucking Lurie Garcia slander. Like, listen, I know we like to joke around. We have the picture that we throw out there and everything like that. You and I could both sit here and have a realistic conversation that we know both know that Lurie Garcia should not be playing every day for a championship baseball team. It's not what his role is. It's not his fault he's been thrusted into those situations this year. You know, like they have a very competitive team with a lot of guys that are competing for, you know, everyday playing time. You know, you have your field, you have Andrew, you know, your outfield, like Andrew Vaughn in left, you have Luis Robert in center, you have Adam Engel who should be in right, or Eloy Jimenez in right. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, anywhere. Lurie should be playing every day, but God, he does. When he does, he's doing all right. He has some shitty moments, but he has some good moments. Johnny, this guy is worth a 1.4 fucking B war. And I think, Buzz, it comes in kind of waves. So you just got to, first of all, you just got to accept that, that it's going to happen. But ride the ride the high when it, when it's when the tide's coming in. Ride it, baby. You're just like, you know, it's like you're surfing. You Did you see the play he made here. today? Yeah. Shortstop short stop, to Cesar, yes. Cesar Hernandez to turn that double play. Yeah. yeah that That's the kind he, of fucking, you know, 
he's a Swiss army knife, dude. That's mm-hmm. the kind of, that's what you get out of this guy. We've seen yeah. him make good plays in the field. We've seen him make blunders in the field. We've seen him make good plays in the infield. We've seen him make blunders in the infield, dude. He's a human being. This is going to fucking happen, but he's a decent baseball player. And he's someone that I'm very happy that comes off my bench. Yeah, it, absolutely. And it, like you said, Swiss army knife is just the best term I can use to describe it. You talked about that play. That was a very nice turn, obviously knowing, uh, you know, going to second there because you have the catcher running. So you have more chance to turn two. And obviously they did in that situation, but then even a later one, it was just a nice pick moving to his left, kind of hard hit ball. Uh, that's going to eat you up a little bit. And he rolls, rolls with the punches going to his left, does a little spin around and throws the first gets the out on a nice place from Lurie there. Uh, but that wasn't it in the field though. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Yon Mankata talk about this guy's defense a little bit here uh, and i'm kind of going a little bit all over the place here but we already got the socks you know first runs there uh about when we're on defense topic here you on mancata going down the line um th- that pop-up that was over his head adjusting to that making a very nice play on that um and just you know making things look routine uh, at third base on ground balls coming at him so a uh, nice stretch here for Yoan mangata yeah, and you know what, dude? And speaking of Yoan Mangata, Johnny, you know what else he did tonight? Making those plays on the defensive end, he extended his hit streak. Yeah. Hey, anyway, 16 games. Anyway, it comes. It, it was a little infield single, uh, but hey, it gets the job done. It, it still still counts. It's just right. still, still ruled as a hit. Still counts. Still ruled that, as a hit. Still got on base. Still did his going. thing. 16 I mean, this, games. This, this guy's been on absolute fire since August, like the middle of August. I want to say like August. 12th or 13th or some shit he's just been on an absolute tear and i i, I mean again it, everything seems to be clicking but there's some things too that are not like i feel like this team's gonna hit a really good stride moving forward i know we played just played pittsburgh and the cubs and shit and we're kind of on mm-hmm. one right now you know that's what is that five straight wins for the chicago white Sox at this point so um you know yeah i i, I go back to what you said you know uh mccona looked great in the field Extended his hit streak to 16 games. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, that you talk about that Moncada infield single extending his hit streak. That would get the scoring going again uh, in the fifth when they'd strike. And sure, taking advantage of a little bit of, uh, you know, inferior opponent here, uh, throwing the ball around a little bit. But, hey, uh, it eventually gets to the point where, you know, uh, Grandall uh, grounds into a force out at second. But the throw, uh, return throw, coming back when they were trying to turn two. Uh, that goes awry and allows Abreu to score, makes it 4-1. Goodwin extends it with the single. And then Lurie from the right side. They brought in a pitcher, uh, you know, a guy to the bullpen, a lefty, turns him around to the right side. And I like what Stone said. Lurie would rather hit from the right side, the stronger side. So what does he do there? Uh, ropes a double uh, down the left field line, and that makes it 5-1 uh, to one White Sox here. Yeah, I, <laughs> absolutely amazing. I mean, like I said, dude, everything kind of clicked for them tonight. Um you know, getting to five to one off the Lurie Garcia double made me happy. You know, it also made me happy. The fact that fucking, you know, Yasmani Grandal was doing Yasmani Grandal things too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because w- right before that happened, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, but in the bottom of the fifth inning, isn't that when Yasmani took his scheduled walk? Uh, No. Was gra- that it? Was yeah. that a hit there? Yeah. It, it, it was, so he grounded into a force out. At oh, second, that's but right. They, yeah. They weren't, right. a, they weren't able to turn it. It was a throw right. that, that uh, a lot of Ray to score there. But right. I mean, overall in the night, if you want to talk about Grandall, uh, yeah, he did have a scheduled walk. Uh, like right. you mentioned yes. there, he also roped a double off the wall in left field. And he I looked thought it good was gone. on a, on, it was uh, in the later innings. I think it might've been the seventh um, that he had hit that one lead off uh, that inning, but he slid into second base too, because, you know, he does his bad trap kind of maybe thinks it's gone uh, off the bat. Um, but then, Hey, he goes in powers in, slides into second beats the throw 
comes up, looks fine. Knee looks good to me. That's the biggest takeaway from that. Obviously, unfortunately, we get doubled off uh, on a liner uh, later to end that threat. But um, no, just overall looking good. And just, you know, uh, now people are complaining about his batting average. Well, since coming back, it's through the roof. So uh, good for that. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. He's been on an absolute fucking tear. Absolute tear, Yasmani Grandal. And he, he's hitting for power. He's still walking. He's just doing Yasmani Grandal things. That's why you're a Yaz man, Johnny. He knew it all along. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean it, you know, a lot of his I, fan base knew it all along, but there's just, a lot of traditionalists that don't like the fact yeah. that he doesn't hit, you know, well, his average. I, I think, you know, something wasn't right, and he kept, like, kind of like, hinting at it, and it was nothing, you know, it was enough for him to be able to play through it at the beginning of the year. So, like, the injury wasn't severe enough that he didn't have, you know, had to sit out, like, a bunch, but it what you couldn't get that full, you know, stride into his swing. He couldn't get the full lower half in because the, the leg wasn't right. Uh, and then he finally hit a little stride. And then unfortunately it just gave out on that weird check swing back in early July in Minnesota, um, got back from that pretty damn quick. So uh, for having surgery on the knee, uh, getting back and doing everything and catching, you know, back-to-back games here. I think that's also of note um, in this game because he caught um, in last night's game. I know they kind of switched him up over the weekend uh, on some games, you know, catch DH catch. Uh, but this one back, back-to-back games obviously have flanked off days on it so using him at catcher both times that's all just signs that the knee is healthy and that you know is what we're looking for as we head towards the playoffs here buzz oh yeah absolutely absolutely carlos rodan looked good tonight too because I, I guess we didn't really talk about the pitching we just kind of started jumping everywhere just want to throw that out there real quick rodan mm-hmm. looked pretty good let up a you know five hits um you know but he kept you know no damage really he only had the one earned run here tonight he struck out five in five innings only threw 77 pitches there, Johnny. I like that. Just keeping the pitch count down now, especially when you're winning on these teams. You know, get your bullpen some work. Got an off day tomorrow. No issues there. Everybody will get rested up. I just like keeping the pitch count down now that we're starting to head into October. Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. And this is like, you know, something that I, you know, I think if you're playing a better team here, you're probably seeing a little bit more of a strenuous effort from Carlos Rodon. Maybe he goes a little bit longer with where the pitch count was there. Um, but obviously, you just take all those circumstances into account uh, off day tomorrow. So you can get more bullpen reps in, uh, use a few more arms today. And then everybody has that off day to recuperate tomorrow. So um, proper utilization here. I think that's a good job by Ethan Katz, uh, Tony LaRusa, Miguel Cairo, and Co. Uh, on the White Sox bench there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. Um, now, into I did want to bring one thing up while we're on the pitching hmm. side of things. Ray Lowe comes in, he throws a good inning, you know, nine pitches, he gets out of it. He, I uh, I actually believe he might be the best pitcher in the MLB at this point. Hmm. I'm not really sure. We'll, we'll hey, come back to that. Mad props to him since coming back to the big leagues, baby. Yep, Aaron Been Bummer great. lets up a dinger. Um, but, you know, he had some decent shit. He just kind of – one was lost. Yeah. Buzz, just I, I just – really quick on Bummer. Yeah, I know we have a couple more to get to, but just with Bummer, I know some people get frustrated with that and, you know, giving up a long ball. Um, with the, I'm more concerned when Bummer's command isn't there because then he starts walking guys and then that puts multiple runners on. And then if you let up the dinger after that, it's way more impactful. But you saw him be able to strike out – let's see, in his inning, he struck out the first guy, got to ground out the second one. Uh, then he let up the home run. So solo shot i could live with that because he comes back strikes out the next guy with the tight sinker tight nice sinker you know doing what he's supposed to command look good i'm not concerned about that i can you know i parked on the bullpen and you know me i've gone nuclear on it at previous times this is one where i you know i do like to look at um actually the physical the stuff of the night the command and all that's there and then obviously the situation uh that accompanies it and all that considered tonight okay outing from bummer i'm fine with it yeah i thought he, i thought he looked good i mean it sucks that dinger happened but it you know it happens it's part of the game uh, i thought he looked pretty good too got out you know 
Like you explained everything. Got out of the little fucking head jam that he had there when the home run was hit, and he still gets out the inning. Um, now Tapera comes in, Johnny, and that is eighth. Yeah, it, and it was more so along the lines of I thought he could have got out of what he got himself into, um, but Tony Larusa didn't see it that way. Um, maybe not see it that way, but maybe just wanted to get Hendricks some work or something. And uh, he took out Tapera and our guy NWI Steve, who was in attendance, and you could see it on you know on television that uh, Tapera kind of mouths, "You got to be fucking kidding me" or something like that as he's taken out. General thoughts on that? Um, because I mean, I know what your thoughts yeah. are. You texted me, but I mean, tell yeah. everybody else. Yeah, I, I just want to air it out, and I, I think it's actually good on both sides here. So uh, context matters in all of this. So Tapera, he started off, uh, "Let's up a double, first batter up." Then he comes back with the strikeout, so th- that's good. He, he gets you know the one out there. Then unfortunately, Yanks one a little bit too far inside. Uh, hits a left-handed batter uh, for the third guy, and this is when the hook would come after this. And obviously, he was not happy with it. And I like the fire that he has there. He knows he can stay in the game he knows he has the stuff to be able to work out of that situation one out with two guys on there he knows he can get out of that but tony also to his advantage he has an off day tomorrow to work with he knows what he has in the back of his bullpen he can go and empty the full tank tonight if he really wants to and that's exactly what he did he goes to that situation so i like the fire from tapera because it, i think he wasn't mad at just like you know oh like sure i'm in the moment i'm sure he was mad like oh why the fuck are you taking me out now but overall i think it's more of a mentality thing hey i can prove it i can get out of this I, i've shown it before i can do it i'm your man that you brought into these situations when there's multiple guys on so honestly i like it from both sides because hendrix does end up giving a run when he comes in here but other than that works a clean ninth inning and white Sox end up winning this game so um i I like it. I, I, I like the fire that uh, kind of comes along with that buzz. I don't see that as any kind of uh, dissent uh, among the clubhouse there. So th- that's at least how I viewed it. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I got a little nervous at first just because I was like, oh, shit, don't upset the new guy in the clubhouse. You know what I mean? He hasn't been here long, but I, no, I feel good about it. I mean, I'm not really too worried. I mean, these guys, like I said, close dugout, close clubhouse, no problem. You know, it is what it is. Um, I was a little confused though. I, I did think that Tapera had earned the the right to try to get out of it because I've I mean he's pitched pretty well since he's been I, here, mm-hmm. you know. So and I, I don't know. I just wanted to go back to the context really quick when talking about with the off days surrounding this series here. Um, obviously a quick little two game set off day on the Monday before we had an off day tomorrow before they go to Kansas city. And then they'll have an off day after that Kansas city series before they go to Oakland. So um, with all these things in mind, I feel like if you have a longer stretch coming up ahead of you and you want to, you know, when you go to a guy, you want him to be able to get out of that and, you know, save as many arms as possible. I honestly believe if you didn't have that, you would let Tapera work out of that. And I have no doubt maybe you would have let up one run just like Hendricks did when he came in, but he works out of that. And then I think you would go with Kimbrel then, in that ninth, and then you would have Hendricks fresh for if there were a game tomorrow. I honestly think that's how it would have played out. Um, but the, granted, that's just my opinion, my thoughts on it. Um, I think that was just, you know, a usage sort of situation that Tony had the luxury to because we finally have some off days stacked up here. Right, absolutely. Um, also, you know, you already kind of touched on it. Liam Hendricks comes in. He gets a quick strikeout, lets up a hit that'll drive in a run. After that, nothing. You know, he uh, he did what he had to do. He got out of it. Clean ninth inning for him. Uh, bottom of the eighth, though, I uh, sheets homers again to uh, center. 424-foot bomb. So I wanted to throw that out there real yes. quick. And cool and tough, man. Cool yeah. So, that insurance I, I think he, like, you know, he was, I'm sure, you know, he's happy with it getting, the, you know, his first hit back uh, since being up for the first home run. Obviously drove in three uh, with, with two guys on base there. But I think he said, okay, well, I knew I didn't get all that first one. So I really need to show these people that I, you know, he, this is what you were missing while I was gone down in Charlotte for a month. 
Yeah, all I was thinking in my head is like, man, this fucking kid hated going back to Charlotte, man. You know, you don't want to go back there, dude. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's That's, basically the game, right? I mean, you know, yeah, those sweet, sweet expanded rosters, Buzz, makes it so much nicer. And we've talked about how great it will be to have Gavin Sheets in tow as a pinch hitter um, come the postseason. Um, And obviously, if you're playing your matchups, you could always uh, potentially see him in a game, depending on uh, what what the status is with everybody else. Uh, We don't know for sure um, on certain guys outfield wise. um, We're talking about angle with uh, when the return will be and all that. But uh, as it stands right now, at the very least, a very formidable pinch hit, uh, um, you know, coming in against a righty for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I don't really have much else to touch on in this game, Johnny. Do we? Yeah, dude, just I, I like I like a sweep. I don't I don't care if it's two games. I don't care if it's five as a five game series. Like we're gonna have a Cleveland coming up. Whenever the White Sox sweep a team, I love it. Um, like I said, I wish I had my mini broom out for it, but you know you can imagine it right here uh, in my hand for the viewers on the live stream. But yeah, that's final thoughts on this. Uh, we got some exciting shit to start this Kansas City series. Buzz, to, uh, tell the people who's gonna be on the call. Uh, oh, the White Sox go to KC on Friday night. Yeah, this is like probably a big dream of mine come true that I didn't even realize was a dream of mine in the first place. Adam Amin and Stacey King are going to be calling the White Sox-Kansas City Royals game on Friday. Steve Stone will not be uh, on this road trip, I guess. So it'll be uh, Gordon Beckham and Jason Benetti after Friday. I, Dude. I am fucking freaking out. Can you imagine? Yeah, if you, just for for the, for White Sox fans that are just in the same. If you didn't know, these those are the Chicago Bulls. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, play yes. by played color commentators, and obviously Buzz is our Bulls guy here at on. Yeah. So yeah. So I am so fucking stoked on that, Johnny. Like Adam Amin just came in last year full time um, after calling some games there in the 2020 season. Um, you know he. Uh, he did a really good job replacing Neil Funk. I, he's very smart. Um, he does football on Fox too. Adam Amin does. Um, I've never heard him call a baseball game. So, so I'm really interested to hear him call a baseball game. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously a little bit more to get to with some of the excitement that, you know, Stacy will bring, but, uh, as for Amin, we were all there. We had that big tailgate against the Astros. Remember it was trash can demolition that Saturday. Oh, night. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was a Fox broadcast that night, but they were talking about, uh, I didn't realize this was the case, but we were talking about Amin having baseball experience. Apparently, uh, there was some call uh, of that game that he was on because oh, okay. uh, he said that he, you know, was there, was calling it for Jake Berger's first home run. So obviously we were in attendance, so we didn't see any of the broadcasts that were going out that night. Um, but he said that, so uh, he seemed fairly informed. Called into the game in the third inning, I believe, tonight, and talked with uh, Jason and Steve. So I- I'm looking forward to it, Buzz. Um, uh, I don't watch the Bulls as religiously as you, but I, you know, everyone knows the Stacey King uh, catchphrase, and I think it means, uh, you know, he'll, you know, be able to kind of keep it. Uh, like he said, they might be talking more big picture things, not have as much analysis pitch by pitch. That was kind of his preview of it, but I'm looking forward to it. It'll be something different. It was kind of, you know, something cool, uh, obviously not as off the wall as Bill Walton and uh, Benetti when they were on the call that time. But I, I like something like this when it's not, you know, it's, it's the Royals. White Sox already have a comfortable lead. It's fun to do something like this, Buzz. Oh, absolutely. I just want to see Crochet come in or fucking, you know, Kopech come in and hit 100 miles an hour and just hear Stacey King go, give me the hot sauce or yes. something like that. You know, that's something yes. I'm looking for. Or, like, do not do them like that. Like, I'm waiting for the, the taglines that he has. His, you know, I just – yeah, I can't, are there, I can't wait. Are, are there any other ones? Because obviously those are pretty, those ones I think are pretty well known, even if you're not as like tuned into basketball. Are there any other ones that you think could be good that would translate from basketball to baseball for this? Shit. I don't, besides the don't yeah, do like, them like that, the hot sauce, I'm trying to think. 
Oh my god, dude. I mean, I I did put the video together today of yeah. uh, let me step back and kiss myself MVP time. <laughs> yeah. So if Abreu does something, I want to see something like that. I think yes. that would be really cool. Yes. You know, if he start big time players make big time plays, you know, shit like that. I I'm uh, I'm yeah. excited N- for nicknames it. too cuz Stacy loves his nicknames. Oh yeah, yeah, Kurt Big uh Big Sexy Thomas, you know, maybe the uh, the finisher who's uh, you know, Rip Rip be gone yeah. now. <laughs> you know, but there definitely plenty of other ones too. I'm just uh, I'm excited to see what he brings for one night only. My I will be glued on that fucking television. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. It's go, like I said, it's going to be exciting, and I like the position of the White Sox are in. You can go and have uh, fun. Uh, Our with, boy with Jim, do you know how to post videos to Facebook? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. There you go, Jim. Hell yeah, yeah. I forgot oh, about yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can like collect like a thread of what we think might come of Stacy King uh, when Friday rolls around. I think that that'd be a good uh, socks on tap exercise on the twelfth. Where is there. my poster machine, Johnny? Yeah. Where's my poster <laughs> machine? <laughs> I'm excited, man. It'd be cool. It'll be cool. Sure. Yeah, let, let's get the game a little bit itself here. Um, according to ESPN here, uh, MLB.com did not have a Royal starter here, but Carlos Hernandez uh, supposed to be going for uh, KC and Dallas Keuchel a week removed from a just brutal outing against the Cubs uh, going for the White Sox here. Redemption time for Diamond Dallas buzz. Um, he knows and he's he acknowledged it, too, when he talked uh, after that. Um, he said, you know, when you're not playing well enough to, you know, uh, be worthy of a spot on a playoff roster, uh, you don't deserve it. So I think that's, you know, that, that's at least he owns it. He knows uh, that his spot is basically in jeopardy. So I would assume if the words translate into mentality and action, we should see a better outing from Diamond Dallas this weekend. I'm definitely looking for it, Johnny, but I was looking for it against the Cubs, too. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Um, so, I mean, you know, with, with Dallas right now, it's more so, you know, yeah, I mean, statements are great. He seems humbled in what he was saying, but I, the actions need to, need to prove, uh, you know, prove their worth here. I'm I, his stuff. He cannot locate the ball, Johnny. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's just, I mean, dude, he's leaving meatballs over the plate, yes. dude. You know, I mean, he's got to get back to what he was doing before, you know, he has to, and if he doesn't, and if he doesn't get back to painting some corners, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, getting some, uh, you know, making a, uh, a batter reach out for that ball to drive it into the ground for a ground ball. We're going to be having a bad time. I mean, he's, if he's going to keep letting balls get in the air, they're going to keep leaving the fucking ballpark on him. Yeah. So it, it, it's just, you know, at this point, Keuchel needs to come out and he needs to be consistent. Um, yeah. He needs to have a good outing. And if he doesn't, I mean, like he said, and like we've said on the show and we talked about last night in the suite, this dude's in real jeopardy coming off a year where what was he like 1.99 ERA for like a long time. Cy Young, he was in the Cy Young uh, uh, race, you know, and talked to, to this. Uh, he's got a lot to prove and hopefully he can start turning it around against the Royals. Yeah. Location, location, location. We're talking tactically with Dallas Keuchel here. We know he ain't missing any bats of stuff is, you know, it's never been, he's never been that type no, he's of never pitcher been that really. So it's always been about location and cutter action too. That's I really hope in his side sessions this week, that's what, you know, obviously location, 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 like I just mentioned, but that car, that cutter, that sharp cutter that's coming in uh, for, you know, into a right-hander that looks like it's starting in the left-handed batter's box, but then just drops into the outside corner. That's how he's going to be effective because then, like you said, then they have to go out and chase it. Then they're pounding a ground ball to the right side of the infield. Cesar Jose take care of it. If he gets that and can replicate that, hit that spot, I think he'll be fine. Uh, but obviously that's a lot to be contingent on, and he's got to be precise um, because, like I said, you can't just get away and uh, rear back and throw it, you know, 95. I think, what does he top out at, like 90, like 2? Yeah, like, yeah, like 91, 92 ball, like, at this point, yeah. yeah. 
it's uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the location is key for Dallas Keuchel here, but uh, we'll be interesting to see, um, you know, with, with uh, the commentary that we get uh, from Stacey King and uh, Adam Amin uh, with the Dallas Keuchel star. Hopefully the offense can just do enough to bolster them here. Uh, that's one thing that, you know, we can look at this and be like, oh yeah, sure. We're missing the straw that stirs the drink, Timmy, but Yasmani yeah, is hot as all hell right now. You still got Robert. You still got Eloy. Those guys will all be in the lineup because there's an off day here in between. Uh, obviously they're going to monitor them. I wouldn't expect them to play every single game of the weekend. I would guess Grandal probably gets a day off and there are at least a DH spot. Uh, but for this one, this first one coming off the off day, I would imagine fresh all those guys in should be enough to provide some thunder because, uh, we know the Royals are, they're at the bottom of the barrel. That's just what they are right now. And, uh, you know, you get pitching that it's like, I didn't, <laughs> they don't even like had like a probable on one site, only have one on this one, but imagine they're getting into a shitty bullpen. If it's, uh, you know, you can get to them early and, uh, that bullpen is, you know, a reason why, uh, they are, you know, near the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, no shit, League, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, picks to click Johnny picks to click. I'm going to take, you know, I'm gonna take Cesar Hernandez on on uh, fr- Friday, man. I mean, I uh, he had a hit tonight. Um, you know, I know he hasn't been great, but I I feel that we're gonna have a turnaround here. He's gonna hit a dinger on Friday, taking Cesar Hernandez. Yeah, I think people forget about the pop uh, that he had, and obviously it sucks because when you look at the numbers, it's, you know, everyone says that's a joke in our group chat. Don't look at Cesar's numbers since coming over. Don't look at his numbers since the trade. And it's, you know, we always talk about, okay, well, it's I already bad. did. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But I think people forget that he did have that pop. So uh, you get into a little bit of a hotbed like Kansas City. I can definitely see uh, one leaving the yard. Uh, and obviously he's played there a bunch uh, with Cleveland. Uh, and then obviously now here with us uh, with the White Sox. So uh, I like that pick uh, with Cesar. You know, I'm a backer of his. Nice professional player. Southside Cesar is. But um, I'll, I'll go with Eloy. Uh, I, I like the prospect of him hitting one into the fountains. Uh, I haven't picked Eloy in a few days. So um, I'll go with the big baby absolutely absolutely you got anything else johnny before we ride out here man uh last one that i do we kind of glossed over as we were getting into uh you know from roster moves into tonight's game but giolito will miss at least a start so it'll be interesting to see his next scheduled one will be tuesday so obviously don't have to worry about that for this weekend series that's kind of mapped out already keichel Raylo cease for this weekend. Um, but when it comes around, they have an off day Monday, which is good. Uh, get those guys some rest. Uh, it will be interesting to see what they do. If they elect to go with a Jimmy Lambert. If they elect to pin it together with a bullpen day. Uh, maybe it's something more off the wall. We haven't seen. Uh, I don't know. Is Jonathan Stever good? I don't know. I haven't really looked at it too far yet, but that's just something to look out for. Because like to see Kopech. That, yeah, that, that spot start will be coming up Tuesday. So uh, I think we'll know more as the weekend progresses because the White Sox themselves did say they're going to monitor games over the weekend and see how it went. So that's my last note, though, Buzz. Other than that, I ain't got nothing. All Any right, sweeps man. are cool and tough. That's it. Yeah, I mean, two two game sweeps, cool and tough. I mean, we five games in a row right now. We're going to make it eight over the weekend once we beat Kansas City. Uh, best of well wishes to Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito. I know Lance Lynn is more of a precautionary thing, just keeping, you know, having him miss start there, going on the IL and chilling out for a little bit. Hopefully Giolito is all right. We were at the game last night. Couldn't really see what happened. Looked like he wanted to stay in. Um, like you said, he didn't check out again on Friday, so I hope he's going to be all good too. And that, that's all I have, man. You know, let's ride into Kansas City. Let's get a dub. Everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And check out Grandstand. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks or go to GrandstandSocks.com. I don't know who it's going to be on Friday, but it's going to be – I want to be on on Friday after Stacey and Adam Amin. So I, I will probably be back Friday. Maybe – and maybe, you know, it, 
Johnny too, if you don't have anything going on, because you're the only other one I think that watches the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, out yeah. of the out of the socks on tap guys. Yeah, so you know what? You know what, Buzz? Like, I, I guess last last thing here um, is because I should be around Friday night too. So uh, for the Bill Walton game, if you remember back in 2019, yeah, yeah. I, I made a list of the quotes that Bill Walton dropped that were kind of you know stood out from that. So I think I'll do the same with Stacy King and Adam Amin. Um, obviously, more of the electric ones are going to be from Stacy King, if I were to guess. But uh, I'll try and do that if i'm uh you know right in front of the tv the whole time and able to uh have, have the volume up at uh you know a, a level where, where i can get those and rewind if i need to uh to capture them because it'd be good to kind of have a catchphrase board uh from stacy king calling baseball i think that'd be cool i i honestly think johnny i'm being honest with you i think that they're going to show white Sox fans that don't watch the bulls religiously at all or don't watch the bulls in general that they're a great broadcast duo and that they will do the nationwide jingle 20 times better together than Benetti and Stone do it. And I'm very excited for people to see that. Actually. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hilarious. I think we're in for a treat. It's, it's going to be highly entertaining uh, regardless of the outcome. But I imagine the White Sox are going to win. I think the offense will get it done. So, yep, absolutely. All right. Like I said, we already did the whole spiel of where you could find us and all that stuff. We'll be back Friday after the Sox beat the Royals. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. 